0: 701134 The following program is sponsored by Grace Church Dumfries Virginia
1: Grace Church Real people real lives Grace Church Real lives real change Grace Church Real people real lives real change
2: Hello and welcome to Grace for today You can always visit us online at gracechurchva.org to hear this message and much more. Let's join Dr. Greer for today's teaching.
1: Here's the deal. Today, I have to get in your ear. Um, And and because of the nature of the message, you're probably going to get a little bit quiet. But every now and then, it's okay to rumble a little bit and say, amen, hallelujah. It helps me just a little bit. So uh, as you listen, and you know, if you're like me, your mama taught you not to eat with your mouth full. And as you're chewing on the Word of God, your mouth's going to be full, and I understand that you might be reluctant to, to say a whole lot. But what I'd I, I like you to do, again, is, 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 is just every now and then, just give me a groan if, if you can't give me an amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How many in this room would like to be more like Jesus? Yes. All right, amen, amen. In every area? Yes. Okay, let's see. Let's see about that. Mark 11. And Father, I pray for them real quick, done, in Jesus' name. All right. We're behind schedule here, so we got to get it done. Twelve. Now the next day, when they had come out of Bethany, Jesus was hungry. God had become a man. Emmanuel had walked on the scene. And Jesus had so completely submitted to his human frame that he experienced even the most basic needs, the, the, the most ordinary discomforts that a human being could face, Jesus experienced. And if you did not believe that, uh, 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 in a Jesus that was willing or is willing to get down on on your level, you you really don't believe in the Jesus of the Bible because the Jesus of the Bible became one of us. And just like, you know, if you have young children and when they're little, you got to get down on the carpet with them to to play with them, to roll around with them. God didn't just stand up on high and say, you are my child. He got down on the carpet with us and and he rolled around, taught us how to live and taught us how to wrestle and, and all the rest. God is a personal God. Verse 13. And seeing from afar. Now, we all know and recognize that Jesus Christ was absolutely singular in nature. But we also see from this verse that Jesus was also very regular in his behavior. And in this verse, we see that he used his senses. And when he did, he came to very reasonable conclusions like any other man. It says here, Seeing a fig tree from afar, having leaves... Now, Jesus was raised all his life in uh, uh, the area uh, of, of the country that he was in at this time, and, and he understood that in order for a fig tree to have leaves, if it had leaves, at least there would be an edible bud. Now, leaves did not always mean that there would be a full piece of uh, a ripened fig on the tree, but, but typically when there's leaves, by the time there's leaves, there's buds that you can snack on. So he knew the area, he understood, uh, you know, what, what the tree was communicating to him by having leaves. It says, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. Now, though Jesus had unlimited discernment, I mean, he, he, he just knew things, he still used logic and reason. And you know what, church? It's okay to use your head for more than a hat rack. I mean, y'all know that's true. You got it, thank you. <laughs> when he came to it, Jesus was not weird, he wasn't translated by the Spirit. He simply walked to the tree. You don't have to be spooky to be spiritual. That's That's right. right. Thank you for the grumble. That helps me love it. He found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season of figs. Now, when he saw this tree, he could have thought, well, you know, this, this tree is an unusually sunny spot. After all, it's, it's next to the road, and maybe the soil is good, and, and maybe this tree is the exception for the season. Or it could be that Jesus was expecting, you know, uh, uh, to have some of its early buds. Either case, he saw a tree advertising something that it did not have. In verse 14, in response, Jesus would not take what was unnatural, manifesting itself, lying down. Jesus was not just the Lord of mankind. He's not just the Lord of the church. He's the Lord of all nature. And what he was about to teach us in this setting is how to respond to situations that aren't acceptable, situations that defy logic, situations that defy reason, situations that are are, are just unnatural. How many have some situations in your life that just don't add up? Yeah. Jesus is about to teach us how to deal with them. In response, Jesus said to it, Not to the disciples. He didn't even lift up his eyes and speak to God. When he saw the tree being unnatural, he spoke to the tree. So the first thing we see about how Jesus speaks is that he spoke to the tree as if what he had to say mattered. So number one, the universe was created by God's word and will still respond to his direction. In the beginning, God said, the universe became. And now, I don't care how late it is in the hour, that same word that created this world can change this world. That's the power of God's word. Do you hear me? And he said to it, when it started behaving this way, Jesus is not just speaking to a tree, he's speaking to a behavior. And you got to learn to speak to certain behaviors in your life. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. He said, let no one eat from you. Jesus was just a little bit peculiar. He spoke to the tree as if it had ears. But if you're going to walk with God, you're going to do things a little differently than the people around you. Jesus spoke with power and full authority, completely expecting the things that he said to come to pass. He said, let no one eat from you. He did not accept what was perverse. Number two, notice Jesus wasn't vague in his response. He was specific about the end result he wanted. If I could retitle this message, I would call it speech pathology. Most of us have been trained to speak as the world taught you to speak, but today I want to train you to speak as God himself. Spoke. You see, if you're not specific about what you want, you can't complain about what you get. It's easy to pray general prayers. General prayers really don't require much faith. How many of you have ever watched Miss Universe or Miss America? And almost everyone comes up and said they that they want world peace. How many know that's just a wish? I mean, until you get specific. Uh, until you come up with a, a specific strategy and, and, and put a tag on what you're looking for with, with specificity, Lord, help my tongue. Yeah, yeah. You're really not going to be able to address it. In other words, okay, if I say, I, I want to have a good marriage, you're not going to get very far. But when I say, I want to learn how to talk to my wife properly, that's a different matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, when I get out of the generality and get specific, that's when help... And grace to help really shows up. Do you understand? So just saying I want my marriage to be better is not a sufficient prayer. If you really sought the Lord about the issues in your marriage, you would have specific requests. So Jesus spoke to the tree with specificity. And there are issues in your life that will not move until you speak to it with specificity. I have a dog named Max. I do not say, hey, dog, come here. I say, Max, come here. Max, being a dog, recognizes when I call him by name, only when I call him by name is he responsible to come. Remember Jesus standing at the tomb of Lazarus? He could have said, come forth. But if Jesus would have just said, come forth, talking to that tomb, there would still be people marching out of that tomb today. He didn't just say, dead, come forth. He said, Lazarus, come forth. He was specific about who he wanted to come through and up out of that tomb. Likewise, if you want to really learn how to raise the dead, you got to become specific. See, we pray general prayers because we don't really believe. But when you start talking to a specific person in a specific place, a specific time, that requires a little bit of believing. He said... Let no one eat from you ever again. Ever again means from this moment forward. Number three, Jesus believed that what he said had power to change his future. And if you're going to speak like Jesus, you got to believe that God put just an inch underneath your tongue, uh, uh, your nose, forgive me. God, help me with this message. The ability to change the circumstance. And his disciples heard it. This is important. Jesus spoke loud enough for his disciples to hear. Number four, if faith is real faith, at some point it will be shared. When you really believe it, eventually you say it. And if you've been keeping your faith a secret for 10 years, I question whether or not you really got it. Mark 11, verse 20. Now in the morning, Now, if you read these passages closely, you find, I believe it was the day before or or a couple days before, I don't don't recall. But some time had passed. And we're going to see from Peter's response when he sees this tree that he didn't, when when Jesus spoke to the tree, there wasn't instant visible results. Because when he saw it with his eyes, he he gets excited. But let's read. He said, now in the morning, again, the tree did not show instant results. They had to wait till morning. I don't know how long it's going to take for your morning to come, but I do know if you speak God's will and his word, morning is coming. A change is going to come. I don't know if it's three hours, two hours, six months, but morning will come if you speak God's word. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots how many ever bought roses before? Do you notice that a rose can still blossom even though it's cut off when placed in water? Just because the leaves of your problem stay green doesn't mean your faith hasn't made a difference. Number five, God's word affects the roots before it affects the berries. That deserved it, amen, but that's okay. Amen. It dried up from the root. But that's why you couldn't see it, because the leaves were still there. It was the root that died. And when you speak God's word, it goes to the root. And roots are not visible. Roots cannot be seen. When you speak to a situation, you are addressing the spiritual root of the problem. And sometimes it takes some time before the leaves reflect what has happened at its base. In and Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look. Peter was amazed. Matter of fact, him saying, Jesus, look, kind of gives you the idea Jesus didn't even look at the tree. Even though when Jesus spoke to the tree, there was no physical, visible evidence, he believed that what he said came to pass. So it wasn't like, you know, he was running and saying, let me see what happened to the tree. So if you're going to walk like Jesus walked, if you're going to speak like Jesus spoke, you're going to have to have confidence that the word of God in your mouth is enough. So here we have Peter amazed. But after all, why should it be? Jesus is Jesus. I mean, Jesus spoke a word and healed the sick. Jesus spoke a word and raised the dead. He spoke to a storm, and the storm ceased. Why should the fig tree be any different? And here's the point. If God can speak to the dead, speak to the sick, what's the fig tree in your life? What makes the situation in your life any more different or difficult? He said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Now, in Peter's use of the word curse, we discover the definition of the word curse. It doesn't necessarily mean a four-letter word, but what we see from what Peter says is anything that causes us to be less productive and fruitful in life is a curse. So when Jesus told the tree to bear fruit no more, it was rightly a curse. But what you also need to understand, and don't, don't take this and, and run with it in the wrong direction, Jesus cursed things, he cursed behaviors, but he never cursed the person. And we have to learn to curse things, call out behaviors, but always love the person. The free tree, Jesus, which you cursed... And he's surprised and in awe, withered away. You see, most of us in this room, you don't really have to worry about somebody going to a witch doctor and put a root on you or anything like that. Do you know why? Because you're doing such a good job yourself. No one even has to curse you. Because if you get long, long enough, you're alone, long long, enough, nothing ever works out for me. I never get a break. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong for me. Double-double toils and trouble. You become your own witch. Okay, and I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your neighbor right now. Some of y'all could have came in here with a black pointy hat on your head. You're so full of cursing yourself, tearing yourself down. Just abuse. It's abusive. If your words could be seen, you flatulate, you beat yourself all day long. If your words could be visible, you, you, no one needs to beat you down. You're beating yourself down. Jesus called the curse anything that limited fruit. and Many of us, just an inch beneath our nose, we're releasing curses that are limiting our ability, limiting our faith, limiting the extent we step into purpose, and the rest. So Jesus answered. He said, Peter, I know you're you know, happy about this and everything. You're shocked and everything. But uh, <laughs> Peter, I need to remove the mystery. I want to teach you the principle behind the miracle. Peter, if you learn the principle, you can have the same results. Because watch the way he teaches. He didn't say, because I'm Jesus. Now, now Peter should have came into the situation and said, well, because he's Jesus, it ought to be. But but he was still surprised. But he he didn't say, well, because I'm Jesus, this happened. He immediately turns to the disciples. He said, if you, so he said, listen, I'm going to teach you the principle. And if you do it, you can have the same results. this was written in the Bible, I couldn't believe it. And Jesus answered and said to him, have faith in God. Literally have the faith of God. You see, human faith will fail, but faith given by God will never fail. God will not give you something broke. God will not give you something that don't work. If you have the God kind of faith on the inside of you, it will be able to produce the God kind of results. Let's keep reading. Romans 12 and 3, you say, well, Bishop, I hear what you're saying, but uh, I'm not so sure. Let's read it from the mouth of Paul. For by the grace given me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. Now let's get to the end. Each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Paul is saying in black letter that God has assigned each of us in this room a measure of faith. And just as the military hands out standard allotments and and, and standard uniforms to all recruits, God gives each of us a standard allotment of faith. You see, when you go into the military, you all get the same uniform, but it's what you do with that uniform that determines whether or not you get a promotion. You see, all of us in this room may have gotten the same measure of faith, but it's what you do with that faith that makes the difference. You hear me? So you may have as much faith as the person on the other side of the room, but if you don't do nothing with it, if you don't do anything with it, Prophets. Nothing. Second Peter 1 and 1. he say, well, this, this is a new idea, and I, I don't know about it. Let's look at it again and let, let, let Peter tell us this time. 2 Peter 1 and 1. Peter's introducing himself before he writes uh, this, this letter. He says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those, this letter of 2 Peter can only be read by this group of people. To those who have obtained a faith of equal what? standing, with ours. Peter was saying that his faith was made out of the stuff that was equal to the, 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 whatever God put in there. The Peter that walked on water was given an equal faith as everyone that read the letter. Everyone who would read the letter. The Bible says here, and he's very clear. You see, when you're in leadership or, or, or in front of people, people could think you're special. They can think you just have this special thing with God. But you say, no, 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 no. No, 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 we we know Peter, and you read about Peter. Peter was not something special. Peter was a piece of work. And what he says here to the people, he said, listen, don't put me on a pedestal. You have obtained a faith of equal standing with mine. I don't have a superior faith, or you vice versa. All of us have been given a measure of faith. And the issue when we get back to glory is what we did with that measure. Back to Matthew 12 and verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, okay, they're like, wow, this tree, wow, this tree. He's like, let me explain. Have faith. He didn't say, I have great faith in God. He didn't make it about him. He's trying to tell them how to do it. You have faith in God. Or in other words, use the faith that God has given you. And then he adds, for assuredly. I mean, no question and no exceptions. I mean, this is the strongest possible way that Jesus can make this statement. And he had to say it strong because it's hard to believe. He said, For surely I say to you, whoever, is that what it says? Is anybody in this room a whoever? So if you're whoever, this applies to you, not just to Jesus. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, according to Jesus, your mountain wants to know what you have to say about it. There have been mountains in your life for years that have been waiting for you to finally have something to say about it being in your life so at some point stop complaining about it stop trying to go around it stop trying to go over it stop trying to go under it but say something to it I'm in the book I'm in the book I'm in the book you're praying the way pastor so-and-so taught you to pray but you're not praying the way Jesus teaches you to pray and you wonder why you don't get the results Number six, let me read 23 again, though. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever has the audacity to speak to the issue in your way. Number six, we can have what we say or continue to have what we don't say. I'm in the book. It says, whoever says to the, your friends, mama now, writes it in their journal. Whoever says to the mountain, the problem is, many of us are talking to God about our issues. Nothing wrong with talking to God. It, it, it starts there, but at some point, you got to turn around out of your relationship and the wisdom that came from God and speak to the issue. The Bible said when God spoke, darkness was over the face of the deep. If God was like most of us, he would have said, turn to the Father, Son. and, and I mean, the, the Son of the Holy Spirit said, man, it's dark out there. What are we gonna do? It's just so dark. Man, the government needs to fix this darkness. And and man, we, we, oh God, what are we gonna do about the? It's dark. Oh, I'm afraid. I don't know what to do, Jesus. Holy Spirit, when are you gonna fix this? The Bible said darkness was upon the face of the earth. And God said, Let there be light. He spoke the solution in the problem. No, you didn't hear me. He spoke the solution in the problem. See, I, got, I have children just like y'all. And while they were in my wife's belly, I was speaking over their lives. And, you know, they, come, they treat, treat, teach some crazy, crazy stuff in school. And they come home with these crazy attitudes. But, but I learned to use my words and not my hand. Right, right, okay. Sorry. But at a certain age, you have to. You have to. I don't just accept it. I don't just complain about it. I speak to it. When I see it, I address it. Wait till later. Later will never come. When it shows up, it's in my mouth. Mm. Okay, let me me read this. When I misbehave, when I'm not acting right, David was at Ziklag. All his men spoke of stoning him. But the Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. He began to talk to himself. When I feel discouraged, when I feel down, when I feel beaten, I know you just think my life is wonderful, but everybody ain't walking up to me telling me something nice. I had to learn to talk to myself. Everybody else saying, I'm going down, I'm a loser, I'm not going to make it. But I say, self. <laughs> You might think this is just sermon fodder, but self, if God be for you. Hi, this is Dr. Derek Greer. If you've been blessed by us, connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at GraceChurchVA.
2: We hope you were challenged by today's teaching. You can get your copy of this teaching on our website at GraceChurchVA.org. That's GraceChurchVA.org. You can also subscribe to our website to learn more about Grace Church, and you can get directions, free downloads, and more. Bishop and Pastor Greer also invite you to worship with us here at Grace Church. We are just minutes from Potomac Mills Mall and Quantico Marine Base. We look forward to seeing you here at Grace Church, where we are real people with real lives experiencing real change. Grace Church and Derek Greer Ministries thanks all of our friends and partners for your commitment and loving support. Your giving helps us continue to reach people and change lives all over the world. Join us in the Word again tomorrow. Here on Grace for Today.
1: Real people, real life, real change.